Hi, welcome back to Heard, a One Step Away podcast. In this episode, I speak with Deirdre. Deirdre is 38 years old and has worked with One Step Away since January of 2019. This episode was originally recorded in February of 2019 in the basement of the United Methodist Church on Broad Street. This episode was recorded by Dylan Yuska, edited by Max Morgan, and produced by Emily Taylor. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe and rate. Your support helps One Step Away lift Philadelphians out of homelessness. And please be advised, this is an explicit podcast that touches on some pretty sensitive topics and issues. My name is Deirdre Boylan. I go by D. I'm 38. I sell One Step Away over on 15th and JFK or 16th and Market. I am from Fairmount. Um, I've moved around a lot my family, but um, for the majority of my like childhood, I was in Fairmount. Homeless is, is, is really having nothing um, and being very empty inside. You're on the street. You have no access to family, no resources, um, some at churches, but you really, you're alone and you don't have anything or anyone to help you. Mental health played a, a huge part in my homelessness and the deterioration of me over the years kind of kept me in homelessness because I couldn't find a way out. I couldn't really find a way out of my head. I'm a recovering drug addict. I've uh, been a drug addict since I was like 14, been a heroin addict since I was 18. My first experience with homelessness is um, my daughter died in 2005 and I abandoned my son and left for New York where I'd never been. Um, I knew nothing about it and decided that I was going to live on the street there. And that's what I did for two years. I came back two years later. Being homeless there changed my life. Um, My outlook on everything, it was different than anything else I'd ever experienced. Nothing could have prepared me for it. People aren't kind to each other. And I have like a very kind heart and trusting disposition. So it was very hard for me in the beginning um, to learn how to protect myself, both physically and with things that I had accumulated over the time that I had been there, with things getting stolen or lending things to people and like just the stupidity um, sometimes that I had, just being a trusting person. Um, and it, it definitely um, toughened me up and it made me into a person uh, that those uh, attributes that I had got stuffed down really far and I, I didn't, didn't see those attributes for a long time. I was rude. I had a huge boundary around myself that I would not let anyone get close to me. You have to change who you are in entirety. Like, you 
you can't be uh, vulnerable because you'll get taken advantage of. And um, unfortunately, I was taken advantage of many, many times throughout my time being homeless at that point and also um, later on in my life when I was homeless um, multiple occasions, um, especially for women, um, it's, it's a dangerous place to be. You, you don't have the ability to protect yourself as much as a man does. And because of that, um, bad things happen. There's just people who aren't uh, very good out there in the world. The first time I went into treatment, I, I was homeless in Florida for a couple years, um, which was horrific. Um, I was kidnapped into the sex trade, and um, it's very common in Florida, very common. And um, so uh, I, after three years, I left Florida um, because it just, the memories there were too hard for me to live with. Um, and, and the fear, you know, I had a large fear of being there. I came back to Philly, uh, came back to Kensington and, um, did what I knew, you know, went back to living on the streets, went back to making money the best way I knew how. And you know, trying to live some sort of life there, which is, it's, it's just nothing. It's empty. There's just, there's nothing there. There really isn't there. There's absolutely nothing. Your, your day is the same every day. There's, you feel like there's no hope of getting out. I had overdosed a couple times and I had gone to the same hospital a couple times and kept coming in with bruised ribs and cracked ribs every few months from CPR. And uh, the one time they came in and they were told me there was some damage to my heart and they needed me to stay a couple days, I d decided that I would go to treatment. I'd gone to treatment before and it was really an only a way to get off the streets for a little bit, whether it was cold or not. Like if it was a really cold winter, I'd go into treatment just to get warm. And this time, like, something was different and I, I really wanted to change. I was really tired of my life and all the things that had come with it over the years. I, I went into treatment and um, went into a, a house after treatment. Unfortunately, that house closed down, um, gave us a week to find housing, and I couldn't find housing. So I went back to being homeless. But uh, my mother saw that I was trying for the first time. She had said that uh, she let me stay there for one month. And I had to be out after a month, um, and if I didn't do anything, and I started working at it one step away. Without one step away, I, I would be back and homeless. 
I'm not capable of holding a regular job right now. I, this job I enjoy. I enjoy people. You know, I enjoy seeing their smiles when I say good morning to them. I enjoy that they look at me and wait for me to say good morning to them. Like, they're expecting it. And then, you know, when I do, they get happy. I I love when the big, booming voices say good morning or, you know, have a good day. Those things just, they really brighten my mood and they just fill me with a joy, you know. It, it's it's changed my life in, in entirety. It's given me a purpose. It, it's given me um, a drive to to do better in my life, to to want to do better. I see other homeless on the streets, and you know I I wish the same things for them. They talk to me. I tell them about the program and promote the program because it it changes lives. I I don't know if some people know that the vendors are homeless or struggling to pay for a room to rent or anything, um, that, that this is our income. For myself, a lot of people don't know that, that we're, we're trying to call, crawl out from beneath the stigma and the weight of homelessness. That's what we try and do every day. I have some bad days. Drugs really deteriorated my mind, and it's hard because I miss my mind um, a lot. <laughs> you know, I was very prideful of my brain and my intelligence, and I thought it was something no one could take away from me. And unfortunately, the drugs, um, you know, my regular uh, chemical imbalance state has taken a lot from me. I'm learning through working for One Step Away how to have balance. The simplicity of it, um, it just makes sense to me. And being able to come and and do what I do and be around people, it just really, um, it lifts my spirits. And um, it, 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 helps, it helps me. I just just finally got a room to rent, so I'm really excited about that. It's like a new thing sitting there, <laughs> sitting there like it's it's so strange. It feels like it's not mine, and you know, like someone from a shelter should be telling me what to do, or you know, um, it, it's weird, but. It's it's wonderful at the same time. I, I'm really I'm I'm really proud of myself for getting there, and I wouldn't be there without one step away. Thanks for listening to this episode of Heard, a One Step Away podcast. You can support our storytellers by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, or buying a magazine. You can also follow us on Instagram at osa philly. Thanks for listening. <laughs>